0: night of my Horror Nights in a Christmas special with me your host Crystal. Tonight I will be giving you my honest and horrific opinion on All Through the House. All Through the House was released October 31st 2015 with a running time of 88 minutes. It was directed by and written by Todd Nunes. Rotten Tomatoes actually didn't have a critic rating, but 40% of the audience liked it, and IMDb gave it a 5.7 out of 10. So a quick synopsis of this movie is a deranged masked Santa slayer comes to town for some yuletide terror. He leaves behind a bloody trail of mutilated bodies as he hunts his way to the front steps of the town's most feared and notorious home. So if you are not familiar with my voice, hello, I am Crystal. This is my podcast. So usually my podcasts run about an hour long, but because it's a Christmas special, um, this podcast is a little bit shorter. Um, And also, if you want to continue the discussion, um, you can find me on Twitter at HorrorDaddiesRUs. I am very active there. I love interacting with all of the horror family. So if you are not following me, go follow me. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the movie. So it was actually an indie horror film, um, but the production of the movie I thought was really great. I really enjoyed um, the production part of it at least. Uh, so of course we have the cliche escaped mental patient um, plot terrorizing a town on Christmas, which is... As I said, very cliche to these Christmas horror movies. Seems to be the popular plot around here nowadays. Um, So we are introduced to a small town, which is over decorated for Christmas I mean they've got the inside and the outside totally done um the people in this town literally threw up Christmas on the outside and the inside um we then meet Rachel and her grandma and her neighbor Mrs. Garrett who has been alone the past 15 years because her hubby and her daughter went missing 15 years ago so about mm, a half hour into the movie I already kind of figured out that Rachel be connected um with, you know, the killer and the Garrett's and everything. Um, I kind of saw that coming. So the plot of this movie, you know, isn't super hard. It's it's very it's it's, you know, it's a normal plot that you can any horror fam uh who's watching can figure out pretty quickly. There's not a crazy twist or anything. Um so I kind of just gonna to touch on like the acting, the actresses, the actors, and of course, what every horror fan loves—the kills. So we have our, um, you know, Santa Slayer. Uh, he uses garden shears to do most of his killings, and it kind of reminded me of Stay Alive, which I um, have re- I reviewed in the past, where uh, the 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 Countess, I believe, I can't remember the the exact name of her, uh, Elizabeth Barton, she used, uh, garden shears as her weapon of choice, too. I was actually watching a review on this, um, or listening to a review of this, and, um, they kind of commented on how they wish that the weapon of choice was a little bit more Christmassy, not so much garden cheers, but I mean, I liked it. I mean, considering the entire movie, it's like Christmas kind of threw up on them. I get what they're saying and I totally understand that. Um, so, and I also wanted to make a comment on, um, the blood. So, Um, there was a ton, a ton of blood. Uh, now some of the Christmas horror I've done recently had some pretty terrible looking blood, but I was impressed with this movie's version of it, you know, cause you can kind of tell right away what kind of budget, I guess, or what kind of creativity the production has depending on the blood and this blood looked realistic. I mean, even in the first kill when Santa, um... You know, when the evil Santa Claus puts the shears through the chick's face in the shower. I mean, it oozes yellow first, like her eyes, and then it's blood. Or then it's the red blood, which I was like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Like, I like, they paid attention to detail, which, you know, any horror fan who can pretty much figure the movie out quickly, um, definitely appreciate that. So, the kills in the movie start within a few minutes of the movie, which is great in my opinion, and we get the two kills, which I just mentioned, one being the kitchen tears right through the eyeballs of the chick in the shower. Then, immediately after, we get a Lorraine Bobbitt-style kill, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um... Lorraine, Lorena Bobbitt was on trial, uh, a while ago because she cut off her, uh, husband's manhood while he was sleeping with a knife, so that's why I said, um, the, this, this evil Santo is into a lot of, uh, Lorena Bobbitt styles of killing, and I know if you've seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about, um, and it kind of is like some of the kills are my inner nasty horror fantasy, honestly, because I feel like these indie films, um, they really push the envelope when it comes to their kills. I mean, even the movies that I've done this past week and last week, uh, the kills are obviously what really stand out for me. The stories, and the stories, uh, not super strong. Kind of figure it out from the beginning. Like I said, I figured out the plot of this movie within about 30 minutes. Um, so I really liked the creativity with the kills because and it's like it's like the 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 guys this happens to they're kind of just like standing there like and they're just like they're they're totally paralyzed as he just goes for their manhood with his with with his garden shears and they kind of just let it happen like yeah I feel like I would run away but then again you know you never know what you would do with these kind of situations um So, the actress that stood out the most for me, and I think this is the same for other fans, is the lead, Rachel, played by Ashley Marie Nunez. Um, she was in a bunch of other movies. She was in Death Ward 13 and Inhumane Resources. Now, I've never personally seen these movies, but of course, with the help of the internet, I found out what she was in. Um... I think she had the most potential to be a scream queen in the future, and I hope she gets picked up by more mainstream films, um, just because I thought her character—I thought she played it really well. Um, I was really—I I liked her. So anytime that she was on the scene, I, I'm glad that um, Todd Nunes picked her as his leading role, uh, the leading actress, because I thought she did a great job. Um, it. Kind of felt like, and, you know, her friends, everybody in this movie was very pretty to look at, and they all had very nice big boobs, and <laughs> um, I, I get why they were casted and dressed the way they were, Um Kind of felt like I was watching a Christmas whore porn for a little bit. Just because of some of the ways they were dressed. And, but, I mean, hey, I'm not judging. You know, whatever whatever the directors and the production, whatever, however they feel that they need to grab our attention. Um, they're all very pretty. But, like I said, and even the girls that weren't the main girls, like the supporting cast girls, they were also very pretty, too. They also had um, very appealing qualities, too, um anyone who's into females um but yes I did like um Ashley uh Mary Nunez I thought she did a great job in this role and I really hope to see her in something that's more mainstream because I think that she did a great job um so also um I want to talk about the actor who played um Santa the evil Santa So, he was actually played by Lito Velasco, and obviously, because he was the killer in this movie, he didn't exactly talk, Um, but I uh, wanted to kind of talk about um, his, the way that he portrayed the Santa. So, he, I want to say he used his body to convey what he was doing and if you listen to my podcast the girl in the photographs you know that I love or even the Michael Myers special that I did back on Halloween um, you know that I love when actors have masks on that are completely covering their faces and they're still able to you know portray uh, an emotion and if uh, you remember back Michael Myers had the iconic head tilt which I loved and I thought it was and I still Obviously, still think that it's one of the most iconic scenes in horror is um, when Michael Myers sets uh, stands back and kind of tilts his head to the side and kind of you know surveys his work. And this is kind of what um, the killer did in this movie. Um, he his actions and his mannerisms. He was able to act even though he he was the killer and he wasn't you know doing anything really besides killing the people in this movie. Um, I also wanted to make a note on his mask. I really liked the Santa mask. It gave me uh, Jeepers Creepers vibes and I love, love the movie Jeepers Creepers. Um, we're not going to talk about the director right now because ill, but, um, <laughs> Jeepers Creepers is one of my all time favorite horror movies. I could watch that movie, every single day and never tire of it and honestly after these Christmas horror movies are done I cannot wait to get back to some real like horror horror movies like no Christmas no more killer Santas like I respect it but um Jeepers Creepers is one of my favorite movies um and also I really liked how we would get really good close up of his eyes. Um when that happened it gave me very uh another Michael Myers vibe and also Black Christmas vibes um because obviously if you've seen that movie you know what I'm talking about where they would zoom into his eyes uh even in the the original version 1976 I believe um to the 2006 version um you know, we'd always get a close-up of Billy's eyes. And this reminded me of that so much in this movie. And I just have to applaud the director. Because he paid homage to the classic, um, you know, like Black Christmas, Manic, Gremlins. And of course, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I also wanted to comment on the music in this movie. There were some scenes that I didn't feel the background music really went with what was going on. Um... I mean, I'm all for listening to, you know, like a holly jolly Christmas and like, you know, the carol over the bells set to a murder scene, but I just feel like some of the music choices and the scenes, um, I didn't really like. Um, I think that they could have done a little, that a little bit differently, but of course you guys, you know, and that's just my opinion. I mean, but overall, this movie just paid so much homage to the 1980s slashers. Um, you know, we have the... The very seductive females. Um, we have a lots of blood. There's a lot of graphic deaths, um, and like I said, predictable plot. Um, there's also some dark humor thrown in there, um, and I, I did like the movie overall. I thought it was it was a fun watch. I was um, excited to see like the kills and see what would happen, and like I said I mean you know the acting is the acting it is what it is it's an indie horror film and you can only do so much but I think that they they did a great job some of the camera angles are really cool too like when Santa walks outside I see Santa the killer walks out killer Santa walks outside and um he goes to grab the shears with the girl um when she's running, and they kind of like pan to the, the the shears, and he like grabs them and yanks them out of the ground. I thought that was that was a cool part of the movie. So, like I said, there is they did what they could with what they had. And I think that overall they did a good job. You know, and of course, anytime we see two people basically take their clothes off and start banging, we already know what's going to happen. We know that they're going to die next. Um, And of course, anytime anyone's alone or anytime, you know, somebody's distracted by something or if it's the actor who doesn't believe in that any of that stuff is actually happening, they're always the one that gets slaughtered next. Um, I also wanted to take a second and talk about, um, Mel- uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Garrett, who's played by Melinda Keering. Um, I felt bad for her. I mean, after she, you know, her husband and her daughter go missing, uh, she kind of goes a little bit crazy, and, um, she, you know, she's a little off her rocker. Um, I, She's got, like, weird mannequins in her house that she uses, um... To, I guess, just read, like, stand-ins or, like, reenactment for, like, her family. Um, I mean, I, I did feel bad for her. I was reading another review, and um, they said that they didn't really, uh, they didn't really like her too much, but I, I liked her. I thought she was a good element to the film, even though she was a little cray-cray, um, And, you know, she kind of reminds me of Jason Voorhees' mom in the first uh, Friday the 13th. Um, Just, you know, a little strange, a little odd. Um, I mean, like I said, I feel bad for her, you know? Like, she's been alone for the past 15 years, and she still obviously hasn't gotten over the fact that her daughter was taken from her bedroom the night, and, I mean, I... I, I, I'm very sympathetic towards Mrs. Garrett in this film. Uh, I also read that there wasn't any CGI that was used in this film, which I thought was cool. Um, everything was just prosthetics and, you know, just a lot of freaking fake blood, as I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, so overall, I did like this movie. Um, and... I really hope that uh, if you guys have not seen this movie, I would definitely check it out. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a fun watch. Um, It's definitely one that I'll watch again. Um, You know, maybe not anytime soon, but for sure when I'm not watching, you know, 12 Christmas horror movies or 11 Christmas movies horror movies in a row but um I did like All Through the House I thought the director did a great job like I said I loved the leading lady in this I thought she did an amazing job and I really hope to see her in something else um that's a little bit more higher budget maybe like a Rob Zombie film that'd be really cool I could totally see her doing something like that so if you guys not uh, if you have not checked out All Through the House I definitely would um And I wanted to make a really quick comment. So today I was actually, or this evening I was driving home from work and um, I turned my radio on um, and a Christmas song came on and I don't know if it's because I've been watching too much Christmas horror lately but for some reason as soon as I heard the Christmas song come on and I don't even remember. I think it was like the holly jolly, like have a holly jolly Christmas. I think that's the one that came on and for some reason like I couldn't, get the idea of it being a background to like a vicious murder in a Christmas horror movie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been watching too much Christmas horror lately. <laughs> Alright, guys, I think that's gonna be it for this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um Please like, comment, and share. Uh, and please follow me. Um, if you do have a couple seconds to spare, please head over to iTunes and give me a five out of five rating if you don't mind. You can leave a comment too, but I'll take the rating as well. I really appreciate it. I know there's been a couple on there, um, that I saw. Um, so I really, there's a few new ones, so I appreciate that so much, guys. And definitely, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm very active on my Twitter. I love talking to you guys all throughout my day, and um, you can. Can tweet me, reach me, DM me at Horror us. Um And I want to know what you thought of this movie. And if you've seen it and if you haven't, um, go check it out. Alright guys, I think that's going to be it for me. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. We're almost finished uh, with my 12 Days of Horror Nights and Christmas special. So thanks so much for sticking around guys. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. And Merry Christmas!